The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. So good morning, everybody. Everybody feeling good? All right. So um, we got the, a great service planned for you today. We're um, creating our community intention candle up on the altar behind me here. We have the uh, community candle from uh, this year, 2018, the one from the year before. And we have the um, the makings of the candle for this year from the first service as well. So we're going to. We're going to create a candle together this morning. Uh, in just a little bit, the ushers will be passing out some uh, some small wax hearts, and we'll be setting our intentions to place into that candle for this year. And it's just a really powerful time, so I'm glad that you're here to be a part of it and um, know that uh, your heart is a big part of this community. The um, thing I was going to talk about just a little bit to start out here is appreciation and um I think appreciation brings us into the present moment. That's where uh, that's where we do our work. And so, you know, I was thinking thinking this week about appreciation, the things I'm thankful for. One of the things that was great for us, we got to have uh, both of our sons in town with their with their uh, lady friends this weekend, and um, so good to have them around and just to hang out and do simple stuff around the house and. Um, so I was very appreciative of uh, of my family and and also very appreciative of our uh, candlelight services. I know that a lot of you were at those, and I always find those very moving. And um, in some ways, it seems like a lot of work, but in another way, it's just such a great place to be around the Christmas time to be a part of this community. And one of the things that I was thinking about this week is is this community, um, how appreciative I am of it. You know, I came here a long time ago. Um, things weren't going particularly well for me. Got washed up on the shore here, like many of you did. And um, this community was here to support me in all the years that I've been here, uh, raising our kids here, taking classes, going all the way through this, classes at a time. Next thing you know, I wound up being a minister. Who would have thought of that? And uh, uh, not me. And... Um, this community really supported me in doing this and, and the way that this community supports our children. So I'm so appreciative of this community that we have here and um, the change that we're going through now. We're going through a, a change in leadership here in the community just feels so strong and so good and so powerful. So I'm really thankful for that, for all of you, for all of you, and know the difference that you make in uh, powerful that we're doing this this morning of setting our intentions together. You know, another thing I'm really thankful for is this teaching, the difference that this teaching has made in my life. And I always like this time of year because, uh, uh, you know, we do our Back to Basics series. Dr. Rogers is going to be starting that next week. And no matter how long I've been around this, I always love going back to the basics of what we're doing here and diving into it and and uh, just getting back to where this teaching really stands. And it's such a beautiful thing in our lives, not only um, the concepts of it, but the workings of it, the workings of the way that this actually transforms our lives if we dig into it and really work it. And so um, that's part of what this time of year represents to me is that back to basics. I'm, 
Every year I try to revisit this book called uh, The Power of Decision. It's written by a guy named Raymond Charles Barker. And he was, a, uh, he was a friend of Dr. Holmes, our founder. And Barker was out in California with Dr. Holmes, and somehow Dr. Holmes convinced him to move to New York City and to start a uh, religious science church there. And he got to be a, a great metaphysician, very famous in New York City, worked in Lincoln Center, and also uh, was very big on the radio. And so I always like to visit Barker's book. He has a book called The Power of Decision. And it's just so clear and so clean about what this teaching is about. And one of the chapters in there that I love is called Decide to Be Happy. Just make that decision in your thinking. Decide to be happy. Rather than waiting for outside things to make you happy or complaining that outside things aren't making you happy, and I know none of you would do that, but you've got friends that do that. Your neighbors sometimes fall into that kind of victim thinking. I know that you wouldn't, but you've met people who do. And Barker was so clear about deciding to be happy, having an appreciation for where you are, and making the decision to use this teaching in your life. This is what he said in that chapter. Where your mental attention goes, your emotion follows. This is a basic truth that any person wishing to use this science must know. Memorize it right now. This one statement may be the very key you are seeking to change situations in your life. Mind is the only creative power, and mind is a field of interaction between thought and feeling. So making that decision to appreciate where we are right now, to appreciate this incredible place where we are and the incredible time that we're in, to turn our attention in that direction towards appreciation. When the four of us got together a couple months ago and we're talking about the service, what we're going to do, we, we started with uh, Wayne Dyer, his great book about intention, the power of intention. And he said this, Stop focusing on what you do not have and shift your consciousness to an appreciation for all that you are and all that you do have. So that's where we're going to begin today as we set our intentions. You ready for that? Here we go. Here's Reverend Simon. I want to talk with you about one of my very favorite things to do in life. Surrender. I live with two teenagers. <laughs> I am reminded over and over again of the need for surrender. And I have discovered one thing. I think in our culture, our, our society, we tend to have a negative view of surrender. Right? We begin to equate surrender with giving up or giving in, letting go, quitting. We equate surrender with losing or failing. Surrender is something that the losing side does after a long battle or struggle, right? We don't like losing. I mean, no one ever says, hey, you want to get together this weekend and do something? No, I think I'm going to stay at home and surrender. Yeah, that'll, that'll be good. At best, 
at best, surrender is something we, we begrudgingly give into if we have to. Kind of like having a mammogram or getting your prostate checked. Let's do it, get it over with, and move on. This is a mistake. I want, to, I want to put forth the idea to you that having a negative view of surrender causes us to tend to resist it, deny it, ignore it, fight against it. And I would argue that it's that very resistance to surrender that causes our suffering and discomfort around surrender. In fact, I believe that surrender is so necessary and so common that we do it thousands of times a day and we don't even think about it. And I'd like to prove it to you. Are you game? Can you help me prove this? All right. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to take a deep breath. And I want you to hold that breath until it's just a little bit uncomfortable. Now, we're not, I don't want to do anything crazy here. We're not trying to break a record. So I don't want anybody getting lightheaded or passing out, right? I don't want any nasty emails to Dr. Roger, you know, didn't really appreciate passing out during service. So don't go crazy with me. But ready? Here we go. Big breath. That is surrender. That is surrender. Let's take a little look at the breathing process. And those nurses and doctors out there, cut me some slack. I'm going to keep it simple. There's a muscle called the diaphragm right underneath the lungs. When we inhale, that muscle contracts, it tightens, it shortens, it pulls down. And the muscles in the ribs, the intercostal muscles, they tighten, they contract, and they pull the ribs out and up. And all of that expands the chest, which creates a vacuum, which sucks in air. And then when we exhale, all of those muscles simply relax. And everything goes back to its natural resting state. Now, if we hold the breath, if we exert effort to maintain that contraction, maintain that resistance, we hold the breath, but here's the thing. Then we experience the situation in which that which was beneficial and necessary, the breath, becomes toxic and poisonous until we relax, until we surrender the breath. And then we're ready to receive our next breath. The average adult breathes 16 times a minute. That's a little over 900 times an hour. That's a little over 23,000 times a day. I want to suggest to you, if you have been resisting surrendering, that we, in fact, surrender over 23,000 times a day. And that that is necessary and that that is natural. Now, here's the thing, though. You cannot hold the breath and exhale at the same time. And too often when we think about or we approach surrender, that's what we attempt to do in our lives. There is something that we have grown attached to, that we're clinging to, that we're holding on to, and we just don't want to let it go because we don't know what might happen if we do. And so we resist surrendering. And for many of us, surrender begins to look like this, like if I could just let this go. And that 
is not surrender. We do not do surrender. Rather, we stop doing what no longer serves us. This is what surrender looks like. And then we are open to receive that which is next. The next breath, the next idea, the next opportunity with grace and ease. And so it is. Thank you, Reverend Barry and Reverend Simon. And thank you for the stillness that has expanded this dome of consciousness. And to recognize that each of you, you are that one power. Not two, but you are one. And so when we speak about intention, I'm thinking about what Barry shared about um, appreciation. He stated that when we are in true appreciation, we are in a now moment. And with the surrender, so many times we think surrender means pain. Perhaps pain is frozen. Pain brings forth wisdom. But out of the true wisdom of life, surrender means to trust. In God we trust. And where does God sit? Within the throne room of our hearts. So trusting ourselves to recognize that greater life. It was Carlos Castaneda that wrote, he said, in the universe there is an immeasurable, invisible force which shamans called intent, and absolutely everything that exists in the entire cosmos is attached to intent by a connecting link. So I want you to sense right now that connecting the link as love itself. I see it, I sense it as an image of a, like a golden, golden thread. Dr. Ernest Holmes, the founder of religious science, he was looking for the golden thread that was laced through all religions. It's love itself. We are connected. You are connected to an umbilical cord of golden light. And so the intention is a thought. It is an expression. It's how life manifests. So with the love and the one power of the infinite, holding your little wax heart, just allowing the warmth of your hand, the warmth of your fingers, to just be with it. Maybe it's already starting to get a little soft, but just be with it. With no judgment. Because so many times we judge and we say, well, I don't know if my intention, um, if the world can provide that, if life itself be in the now moment. You are a creator of the universe. And I say that with great humility. Perhaps it's health. Perhaps it's abundance. Perhaps it's relationships. I would ask collectively today that we all hold the intention for the heightened awareness of the spiritual heart and soul of all humanity to remember who they are, who we are placing it inside there. 
Because we are building, we are building a consciousness. And we're building it from a place of heart. So this morning, as we build consciousness, our spiritual accountability is to our living soul. We are a living soul. And affirm and align and to experience our aliveness as we're moving into a whole new cycle, a movement of this love into 2019. That's just a number. What are we taking energetically into this cycle? So we align our aliveness. And we practice the presence and we sing and we dance and we celebrate our community. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, text 720-230-1404 or visit us at milehighchurch.org.